1: Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name's Aaron Alexander. Today's phenomenal episode I got to have someone that I greatly respect in the world of physical therapy, mobility, self care, all those things. Miss Jen Esker, uh, known as Doc Jen Fit on the Instagram world. She's got like a bajillion folks that are following along with her. Pretty tremendous videos on uh, all things mobility. She's also the founder of the Mobility Method. And uh, this conversation goes across the board. We get into some self-care hacks and tips around flying on an airplane, uh, general travel, uh, some different movement faux pas that you may or may not have been aware of that you probably are doing maybe right now. Um, Really great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. Here is a little clip.
0: So if we're only looking at one piece of the puzzle, we're missing the whole picture. We're missing the whole person.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the website, therapy.com. If you were drawn to that, you will find the five-day movement challenge. You can start that and learn the fundamentals of how to integrate better movement into 100% of what you do. Every moment becomes an opportunity to move better if we have the basic education to do it. So you can jump on there, aligntherapy.com. Uh, you can also find show notes for this and the rest of the episodes. I have a quote this comes from Mr. Patabi Joyce, the founder of Ashtanga Yoga. I uh, just went out to visit Miss Kino McGregor and recorded a podcast, and so I dug into some Ashtanga stuff for that. Here he goes. There are three types of disease, body disease, mind disease, and nervous system disease. When the mind is diseased, the whole body is diseased. The yoga scriptures say the mind is the cause of both bondage and liberation. If the mind is sick and sad, the whole body gets sick, and all is finished. So first, you must give medicine to the mind. Mind medicine, that is yoga. Bam. Patabi Joyce. Alright. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um thank you to Bio Optimizers for supporting this podcast. Uh those guys are rad. I think it is the from what I've found the best probiotic supplement that I've I've encountered. Um it's got all the enzymes, all the probiotics you could possibly imagine. Um and I Mm -hmm. actually feel tangible, energetic change when I take those little (laughs) capsules, so... I dig that. Really important stuff, cultivating your microbiome. You guys can get 15% off of your purchase by going to p3om.com slash align. p3om.com slash align. Get, it might be 10%. Oh boy. 10 or 15%. Um, you get some percentage off on there, I promise. Uh, so really good stuff. Check that out and uh, hope you enjoy. I am teaching a movement workshop at Unplugged Meditation. This Friday, July sixth, the day before my birthday. No big deal. Um, so you guys can come out and check that out as well. I think it's, it's six o'clock Friday. Hollywood Unplugged Meditation. All right, here we go back to the show with Miss Jen Escare. Boom, boom, bam. Align Podcast. <laughs> yeah. When you're traveling, mm-hmm. how does one not destroy themselves in an airplane, for example?
0: Oh. I, I think I'm not thinking of anything that would be destroying or, you know, any of those negative terms.
1: Oh, good point. You know, Shit.
0: because this, yeah, exactly. As soon as oh. we say like an airplane's going to destroy us or something is bad. It's going to be bad.
1: That's Joe Dispenza. You are the placebo.
0: Exactly.
1: You are the book.
0: Oh, I, don't, don't, I either, don't even need to read, you don't need to read the
1: stupid <laughs> thing. You're the book.
0: But yeah, so it's like, I go in knowing that if I need to stand up, I'm going to stand up and I'm not going to feel bad about it for the people next to me. Sorry, but I'm going to get out of the aisle when I need to. Um, And I'm I'm going to stretch. Maybe I put something behind my back. Maybe I sit into it. You know, I just I I don't worry about it too much. I think people worry about it way too much. And then they're like, well, I have to have my little lumbar thing and I have to have this. And all of a sudden you're in increased tone all throughout your body because of how you're supposed to be Hmm. right. And it automatically you're like getting off stiffer because now you were like trying to tense up and sit a perfect way and do all these things where it's, there's not one way to be, there's not one perfect posture. There's more efficient things, certainly, but it, I mean, it's just when we start hammering in to our minds too much as to how things are supposed to be or have to be, that's what's going to create more of the pain.
1: Hmm, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should just finish this thing right, All right there. God, that was legit. That <laughs> like was against everything I've ever said, but. <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So that's, it's like, um, depression, a big part of depression is inflammation around the brain and inflammation mm-hmm. ends up manifesting as a product of, of stress and stress mm-hmm. is like this big umbrella word for freaking anything that wakes you out. Yeah. So we have like orthorexia or become obsessed yes. with being healthy to yes. the point that you're kind of this weirdo alone right. in the closet eating Spirulina flakes.
0: <laughs> <Ew>.
1: <laughs> you know, no. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Have some empathy, <laughs> for God's sake.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, so, are there any tactics, tips, tools, or anything like that that you are paying attention to, or are you really just not given given a shoot well, as you're on the plane? Well, you know
0: why I think I can do that though is because I care so much outside of an airplane. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm constantly into tuning in into what my body needs into. Do I need more strength, more mobility, more flexibility, more whatever it may be? I'm in a constant motion, right? So I'm I'm not allowing my body to sink into a moment where it's going to be too stiff. So then when I go onto an airplane, I have the ability to sit and slump because my spine is used to going in flexion. I have the ability to sit and have lumbar support and be in more extension. I have the ability to lift my knees up or to extend my legs or to get out of the chair and stand up and move yeah. around and stretch a little bit because I don't really care what anyone thinks about me. Um, so because I take care of myself outside of an airplane, I think I can go into an airplane and sit comfortably.
1: I've been cultivating thousands of neurotic weirdos from this podcast. I think, <laughs> I think you were exactly what we needed. <laughs> so that's an interesting thing is, is we do become uh, fairly in like the self care mobilization orthopedic world. I think we become obsessive with creating more just as a, as a one example be like creating more thoracic spine extension, you know, cause everyone's totally. stuck in this folded forward position. Totally. And so then it, we can become kind of pathological with our obsession with mm-hmm. that one position. Mm-hmm. When the reality is just culturally we're stuck hunched over. Yeah. But if you can somehow figure out a way to start to be balanced, both, Mm -hmm. you know, but so for people that like, how does, how do people start that conversation with themselves of actually creating balance?
0: I mean, you got to start moving into positions that don't feel comfortable. So it's like, like you're saying for most people who are stuck forward, well, how often are you going out and how often are you laying over something that opens up your chest, opens up your shoulders? I mean, I think we also, we forget, especially like the biggest one is like, upper traps and neck like Mm. upper traps and neck tension all the time and like you're saying being stuck here people are like well i just need this rubbed out and just (laughs) just get in some some foam rollers attack that thing with you know the guns that are gonna like (laughs) i like the guns (laughs) they feel good (laughs) no don't don't get me wrong they feel good but (laughs) but it's not gonna solve the problem right Whereas if we're stuck for it and we're stuck here, we have to look well, what's, what's being tighter and restricted. And let's not think of the things that are being lengthened and working hard. I mean, yeah, they're working hard and, and rubbing it out is going to feel good for the moment. Yeah but it's gonna go right back to feeling crappy. <laughs> so, opening up in the chest, getting, getting these moments of, of really overextending, almost, I would say. So, it's like when you're sitting at a desk, working forward, I want people to get out of their desk, go over to a wall and be that person that's like stretching on the wall. Yeah. I mean, maybe the boss would be like, maybe don't touch your hands on the wall, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so maybe you could figure out some other things, But but really getting yourself from this position to the opposite position because mm. that's where we start to find balance. It's mm. not just by... So another good way to think about it is um, is just pulling the shoulder blades down and back and just working uh, the muscles here. But if we're forgetting the front, then we're never going to be able to make that actually an effective habit. Mm. But actually taking your body and now, okay, now how much flexion can I go into? How much extension can I go into? And teaching the body to have this extreme balance from one point to the next point and then be able to find the body on its own, be able to find that mid-balance where it's just at rest. That's the goal.
1: Mm. So... A lot of people end up having kind of these, like, rusty, decrepit steel pipes for thoracic territories. That was a little bit rash. That was a bit much. Jeez, but there's like, really going to drive harsh. up the... I'm harsh. We need to balance. It's yin-yang. You're too damn sweet. I need to, like, come in. And so so we have this... We end up being really stiff through this this portion of the spine, right? Mm-hmm. So the thoracic middle. Mm-hmm. We're doing video, folks. So if you're tuning in via the audio, check it out. Yeah, definitely. You'll should. see me doing this to my spine. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, <laughs> but this. Uh, so through our thoracic spine, people are stiff. Yeah. And so the tendency is people end up oftentimes saying, cool, sweet. I'm going to go into extension and start to open up my chest. And then immediately they just end up going into hyperlordosis or just blowing their lower back oh, up. Yeah, so now we end up having this whole new sequel of issues because now you're putting all this lower back pelvic disorder type stress in there. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about how to kind of be aware of upstream, downstream type stuff?
0: Yeah, Uh, that's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're not someone who's used to tuning in to your body, who's used to knowing, well, what is it? Like I've had clients who don't even know what muscle soreness is supposed to fill up. Like I've Mm. had a patient where it's like, we worked one day pretty hard, and the next day she was like, I almost went to the hospital because I didn't know what this was supposed to feel like. Mm. <laughs> I was like, whoa, a little extreme. That's um, interesting too. So some people, j- it's going to take time to start to understand what your body, what what is pain, what is soreness, <laughs> what is, you know, it's just some little basic aches and pains that we might feel throughout the day. Maybe it's stress. You know, being able to determine whether something is actually injured or whether something's actually just a little more sensitive right now. And that's going to back off also understanding, am I opening through my thoracic spine, my upper back, or am I opening through my low back? A lot of people don't know what the difference is. I'm opening, right? Like you're saying. And so it's, it is hard. I would say if you're not someone who's used to being active, being an athlete, understanding your body, it's going to be a little tough. So that's when I suggest you have people like us in the world (laughs) who know the body, who help people, who, you know, there's so many amazing people out there who want to learn, who are doing more and are educators, personal trainers, physical therapists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, like the list goes on of, as to people who can help you. Mm. So going and getting, facilitated by someone else is an amazing thing to do. No one's going to fix you. So I, I, I like to keep that in the mindset. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I'm not going to fix you. And I make sure all my clients know that I'm here to facilitate what you might not see is happening. Just like I might go to someone else because I don't know what I can't, always see what's happening. I can feel as much as I can feel and we can prevent a lot just by tuning in, but it's great to be able to go to someone else and be able to get that facilitation so they, they can say, you know what? I love and appreciate that you're opening up into your upper back, but you might be hyper extending and actually just tucking or sticking that pelvis out and dropping into that low back. And that's going to cause some other issues. So here's how I want you to do it instead. Here's a better way. Tucking that tailbone under and now slowly just opening. You might just go to a straight position. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might not be hi- extended at all. And you might think, oh, that's strange. But really starting to understand that based on working with someone who can facilitate and can help that movement is going to be key for anything. You know, it's like everything is moving to technology, which is an amazing thing. But we also can't forget about the people. Right. Because there's so many amazing people who can still help you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need surgery and doctors, which are great. (laughs) Don't want to like knock anyone down here. But it's like people who are really in tune with the musculoskeletal system, the neurological system, Chiropractors and PTs usually mostly, they can probably assess and facilitate a lot better.
1: Yeah, you said musculo like a European person. Oh. That was fancy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh you know in canada we learned that they say skeletal
1: yeah oh that's yeah i think that's i don't know if musculo is 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 european but i know the skeletal
0: skeletal yeah
1: that's the one we
0: were like what <laughs> a skeletal
1: yeah i like that what about headstands that's something i see people doing terribly mm, how many yeah. people are ready to do a headstand because it seems like a fairly like novice ish position that most people are like yeah i want to get my headstand in but the reality of it, again, is you're you're making a pretty complex equation for your body.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say you have to, first of all, be comfortable going upside down. So mm. can you even go into a forward fold and have that, that pressure, that blood pressure? Um, can you be comfortable with your head upside down? Because some people can't. Mm. And so it's trying to, like, force yourself into a position that you don't feel – your body doesn't feel comfortable with. You're going to get upside down and then just, like n- – not only not be able to orient yourself, but your neurological system is not going to feel safe, right. you know? So I would say just being able to like forward fold, even if that means like your legs are spread apart, doesn't have to be perfect, whatever you can to just start to get your body used to going upside down. And then I would say that a lot of people need neck strengthening mm-hmm. and control before yeah. they're able to just, throw themselves into a headstand because a lot of it happens where you suddenly get the loss of balance through the cervical spine, because now that's the thing that's first in contact with the floor and your body doesn't know what to do with that.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people are are stuck in forward head posture, which they get this crunch around the back of the neck, the suboccipital air, if you want to be fancy. And so we get crunched back in that territory and then they're going into a headstand and they're exacerbating all those same patterns Yeah, so figuring out, it's just, I'm just using that essentially kind of like as an analogy or a metaphor of like, that relates through everything. If you can get into that alignment, then all of a sudden your movement starts working for you. For most of us, you know, myself included, I have all sorts of positions and I'm like, ooh, that just makes things worse. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us, our, our movement practice, we invest so much time and energy into our workout or our yoga or what have you. And then it's still 10, 15, 20 years later, you still have the same aches and pains, Mm -hmm. you know? So figuring out man, I've worked so hard. I've on my head for 10 minutes a day. And all I have is a cervical disc herniation from it, Mm -hmm. you know? So figuring out like, how do we kind of, it's just a, it's an interesting dance finding that point of alignment where your movement starts to work for you.
0: Yeah. But I think it's, it's also something that we can't force, Hmm. Like, I don't, I disagree with when you go to a clinician and they do x-rays on you, which typically happens in chiropractic offices. They'll do an x-ray and they say, and it's usually standing, so it's posturally based. They say, you have forward head posture. This is what happens when forward head posture starts to go forward even more. You're going to have all these disc problems and and it's fear, 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 fear. Mm. And then you start just looking, okay, well, I have to do this chin tuck and I have to lay over this thing so that I increase the cervical spine and, and blah, 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 blah. And yet you didn't look at the whole rest of the body. Yeah. Well, how are they standing? Maybe because they're an anterior pelvic tilt, thoracic, like stiffness or flexion. And, and then their head is coming forward just to balance what they're doing so they don't fall backwards maybe that's what caused the forward head posture to look like it, it is in the x-ray but that's not necessarily how their spine is yeah so if we're only looking at one piece of the puzzle we're missing the whole picture we're missing the whole person if we're not even talking to what's going on in their lives or what they're eating or all the other things right we're missing we're missing the whole picture so just saying that's why i i kind of have gotten away from like forward head posture because it really goes into, well, how are you even standing on your feet? Sure. You know, and if you don't have the neurological balance just within your feet, your your legs are probably going to be maybe more internally rotated, maybe a little bit more anterior pelvic tilt, maybe you're breathing up from your chest, and then all these muscles are working harder, forcing that that neck forward. You know, there's so many other factors that go into play than just looking at one thing. Yeah. So, could they possibly go on their head and not have forward head posture 100% because now you change the system? So, but then maybe they stand and they have forward head posture. Right. So, I mean, all I'm saying is that we can't look at one area. Yeah, no, I hear you. Right? Um, and I like to play devil. Devil's advocate. Oh, just,
1: I don't okay. even think you're disagreeing with me. I mean, I okay. I I've, 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 I've hear everything you're saying. Okay. And when I'm saying forward head posture, I'm just saying in that position, you right. happen to be crunching your yeah, neck. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you're like. It's
1: you're not to say right like, there. oh, you have a tendency of being like that. So now you just. That's off the board for you. Yeah. It's just like, I see you doing it. You're in that position. It, While you're doing it. You're not creating yeah. that. I'm becoming like an evangelical alignment minister. You're like really balancing me out. <laughs> 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 it's really. <laughs> it's really helpful. Well, I just,
0: I, especially for <laughs> listeners, you know, it's like I've even heard, I mean, I hear everything because people DM me about all these different things, you know? Um, and I've heard, oh, you know, I have scoliosis, so my chiropractor told me not to load my spine. And I was like, well, cool, then you better not stand up.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> we load the spine in standing. Mm-hmm. Um, you better not pick up anything off the floor or lift anything i mean you better not be functional in your life i mean it just doesn't make sense to me
1: Mm. so how do we start to speak into the feet for alignment in relation to the head and how do we start to let go of some of that fear-based movement throughout the world and and just embrace you know enjoying our bodies Mm -hmm. as we grow and as we build and Mm -hmm. as we find alignment
0: Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like especially for capable, able-moving bodies who weren't born with disease and weren't born with these, what we would call limitations, whether you have like arthritis, junior junior rheumatoid arthritis, you know, where you're literally born with just your joints are not going to move very well, mm. um, or like cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or something else. When you're born with this capable, amazing body, just like you said, we have the ability to adapt and learn and grow. And that's what I think people need to tap back into as well. And really appreciate about their bodies is like, you might feel stuck right now, but don't you understand how you were a baby and you were rolling around and you were laughing and and happy and squatting and standing and doing all these things. Like you have the ability to get back to it. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take time Yeah. and it's okay. And, um, that's really good. The main thing is really just exploring movement and not getting stuck in only what feels good. And I know that's sometimes that's really hard because we have busy lives <laughs> and we have a lot happening and a lot going on. But that could mean as simple as like I'm. OK, I'm a shorter person, so if <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to speak for myself, but if I'm going to like, you know, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm going to spit and I'm going onto my tiptoes. I'm noticing, am I falling in my ankles out? Am I coming in? How am I standing on my toes? Can I feel all my toes? Yeah. So I'm kind of noticing things like this. So say you're in the kitchen, you're reaching for something. Can you notice when you're, where you're going onto your feet? Can you feel all pressures of your feet or are you falling into your ankles on the outside? So simple things like this. When you're, when you're cleaning your kid's uh, play area, can you get down on the floor? Can you crawl around? While you're doing it, or does one way feel more comfortable? Does the other way feel less comfortable? Can you move into that less comfortable way a little bit more? Mm. If you're sitting and one leg is always crossed over, can you switch legs and sit the other way? You know, so just starting to take this appreciation and this notice of our bodies in these little simple tasks that we do all throughout the day. And saying, can I start to switch things? Because that's where your body's going to start to find balance. And then, um, you know, and, and I would say even just standing. So standing, if you don't have shoes on and you're standing for a moment, or even if you have shoes on, can you feel where the pressure is? Does it feel like it's more in the toes? More in the heels? More on the outside? Or be that person who's like standing in line at the grocery store who's kind of like rocking back and forth. <laughs> Waiting to feel where the balance is. Yeah. Um, are you always standing on your right side? That's a really common one. Or are you? can you shift over to the other side? Or can you even shift and stand balanced? Another big one to notice is if you stand with your feet further apart from each other, your body, its that's a good sign to tell you that your body doesn't feel safe. Hmm. When it has to increase the base of support, it's now... Like your neurological system is like, whoa, we don't feel comfortable.
1: Mm, like you do if there was all of a sudden an earthquake or somebody mm-hmm. pushed you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Then you get into a larger base of support. And you see this a lot with like people who have a lot of hyperextension in their knees and anterior pelvic tilts and kind of like like this resting posture. Their legs are typically further apart because their body is in this state of like, well, everything is a little off right now. Yeah. So here's how we feel balanced.
1: I was reading, doing a, so I did, I just did a video series that I include with the band thing I was telling you about called form for life. Mm-hmm. It's just a little compilation that gets into exactly that, you know, so figuring out as we're sitting at the computer, that's, you're kind of going against what I'm saying. Well, you're with it, but you're kind of adding life to it. I'm a little bit more lifeless, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you but it's as you're sitting you're you're doing yoga you're exercising you know so it's like a sukhasana or you know then you do a malasana and then a tadasana it's like all these positions all the asanas Mm -hmm. they're just being in your body on a momentary basis on a day-to-day basis every situation that you're in you have an opportunity to do some freaking yoga yeah and if you can start to implement that into becoming like oh it just makes more logical sense for me to do these positions in a more effective way because I'm stronger, more vital, like my body starts to become better mm-hmm. because I move better. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it being this thing where I drive out to this yoga studio and I'm sitting in this terrible position. Sorry for using the word terrible yeah. <laughs> you know, with all this stuff. And then I go and I do my yoga and then I kind of throw it out the window. Yeah. And then I spill my tea all over my couch. <laughs> yeah. Video. <A> <laughs> tea on couch. Um but what about floor sitting? What's, what's your thoughts on, on that versus I like... I think
0: it's great. I think, <laughs> I think we should... No, 100%. I think we should be mixing up everything. If you and I, if t- we took this onto the floor, it'd be the same, the same thing. thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> we're not sitting like you would sit in a couch, you yep. know? Um, and I think that's, that's the perfect thing for people to remember is that most of our situations where we're sitting, we're in 90 degrees hip flexion, 90 degrees knee flexion, and your feet are even less, you know? They're just like resting. So, how do we expect to then go out and do a workout like you're saying and actually be able to move? Like right. if we're not putting our joints into other positions, then move the Thing up a little bit oh, sorry. sorry.
1: I interrupt the whole flow. I know. Oh. If- <laughs> 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 but if we're not putting our joints into
0: these other positions, especially for an extended period of time, like expect to get some injury in lifting. I'm sorry, but like your, your ankles don't move well, your hips don't move well. We have to be thinking, and, and this is going to be hard, you know, for people to hear who have desk jobs and they're like, well, what do you want me to do all day long? Yeah.
1: it's a big question. (laughs)
0: Um, I would say, you know, I think it's really adamant that take off your shoes. If you wear heels, take off your shoes every once in a while. Um, and You know, it's hard because if you do have to dress really nice to work, that is hard to say, well, get into a full squat. (laughs) Well, if you're wearing a pencil skirt, that's probably not going to happen or you're going to rip something. Um... So, you know, it's hard and I think you just have to do your best. Maybe you're standing a little bit more. Maybe you're yeah, at least, you know, bending your knee as much as you can and stretching into your quad while you're standing and you're waiting for the printer or something. You know, it's, it's just finding these moments at least where you can do, just take your body into a different position.
1: Mm. I think it's just understanding the cost benefit analysis of the situation so it's like okay i'm doing the pencil skirt i'm doing the heels this makes me hot i'm gonna get this job thing i'm gonna you know, all that it's like cool yeah. as long as you're conscious and educated mm-hmm. on what you're doing i'm completely fine with it mm-hmm. it's for the people that we have passed judgment on folks that have like big l- plates and their lips and, you know, the rings around their necks in Southeast Asia. And it's like, Oh, that's crazy that they do that. But meanwhile, you're stuffing your feet into these little high heels. They're literally doing the exact same thing. It's just down your toes. Yeah. Like we're, we're foot binding, Mm -hmm. you know? So as long as, but I think that's cool. Like I have a lot of respect for cultures that do that. We just need to realize that we're a culture that does that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And so from there it's figuring, okay, great. So like you had mentioned with being on the plane, it's like I mobilize myself enough through all these other ranges and I have a positive attitude as I go into the pencil skirt or the heels that I can kind of buffer that, mm-hmm. you know, but if that's your whole world then you go home and you sit and you watch TV, like that's when it becomes a real yes. issue is you don't expand
0: outside of your environment. <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So yes. do you have any, um, so for the person that is in the office, mm-hmm. What does, what do we do? Cause that that's a big thing. A high percentage of people listening to this, I'm sure like are in that category of like, dude, I, I'll probably get fired. I'm kind of like, maybe you should find another job, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do we, how do we work within that, that space? Is there any kind of tips?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm, I'm posting things on social media where I'm always showing like, here's what you can do for your neck while you're sitting at your desk. Here's what you can do for your thoracic spine while you're sitting at your desk. Here's how you can stretch and open up your hamstrings, your hip flexors, um, getting up and using your chair, you know, as a handle as you're getting into these different stretches. There's so much that you can do, even though maybe you're wearing an outfit where you can't drop into a deep squat. But maybe sometimes during the week you say, okay, for today I'm not going to wear the pencil skirt. I'm going to wear nice slack pants that I can still move in so I can go into the back room and I can take a deep squat and breathe while I'm like looking at my phone or while I'm waiting for the printer to to print whatever or just taking the opportunity to be able to move out of the positions. It's all that I can suggest. It's like notice a position that you're in. Now, how can we reverse that? How can we take that into the complete opposite? And I think we can't be afraid to go into the complete opposite because it's like, it's also like thinking of your foot pronated or supinated. Usually it's not like so supinated you're walking on the outside of your feet, right? What does that mean? It's pro- oh, sorry, pronated, supinated. So when you're on your feet, pronation is typically where your arches fall down, you know? So people who have flat feet, flat feet. <laughs>
1: Five times. No, I can't do it. Say it it five
0: times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Supination is usually where people have high arches. So that's typically the language that we get for pronation supination. But now if you are, you're one or the other, that's fine. But... The goal is that our bodies live on this spectrum. So I want you to think of this spectrum of your body. Okay. You're going to be more toward pronation or more toward supination, but you're not going to be fully one. Mm. So what if you started instead of just saying, oh, you have flat feet, just train your arches and pull those suckers up. But what if you started to actually balance out the body? So you pushed a little bit more into full pronation and then taught it what full supination was and moved back and forth between the two and then your body on its own, again, everything on its own, starts to find balance. Hmm. Because when we're constantly forcing these positions that are just not natural, it's probably not going to last. It might help for a little bit, but it's probably not going to be the answer to like pull your body back. So that's why I say, you know, if you're standing more on your right, go back and forth and stand fully on your left and see what it feels like to kind of shift back and forth. If you are fully forward, see what it feels like to come fully back or f- even more forward, push the boundaries. So kind of allow your body to feel that that back and forth, that play, and then that is what's gonna teach that neurological system, I feel full this side, Now I feel full this side. Now this is where middle lies without having to tense and tone and, and do all these crazy things, but just allowing your body to get there on its own.
1: Yeah. We do the same thing. So the same thing that I I had uh, referenced in relation to like the thoracic spine area Mm -hmm. where we become obsessed with like, I gotta bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. We do the same thing with the supination and pronation of the foot. You know, so everybody thinks they're duck footed and everybody's got the pronated, you know, the medial, yeah. the, the inside of the foot's just dropping in. Right. It's terrible. It's smearing against the ground. <laughs>
0: oh. There you go again. You're so bad I know, it's those. It's
1: terrible. <laughs> you know, and so then we end up being really obsessed with like, okay, grab yeah. the towel and like get the yeah. external rotation. Exactly. And now you end up, you t- go from, okay, you were kind of imbalanced. And now, <laughs> but now instead of actually addressing that, you just added a new imbalance on top of that now as as opposed to actually kind of being a little more softer, which seems like what you're getting after, you know, and being just speaking into the thing, you're just kind of adding this new layer on top of it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And a deep (sighs) sigh.
1: What about breath? (laughs) 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 I love breath. What Um, do we even know about that thing?
0: I mean, we're all breathing. If you're listening to this, you're you're alive. You're breathing. Hopefully. So, so again, we not have a big about...
1: audience in the in the in the dead community.
0: Oh, it's, do you? God, <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry, main, I don't mean to be exclusive yeah, it's one here. Of the main,
1: <laughs> main demographics.
0: <laughs> um, so again, it goes back to what's more efficient and what's more effective for the body. Um, breath literally can affect your gut health. So mm. I thought that was like amazing when I learned that. Um, so it doesn't really like if you're eating so well, but then you're, you're breathing really ineffectively. It's, it's going to affect your internal gut health and you can still have autoimmune disease. You can still have all these other things, which I think is fascinating.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so really when it comes to breath, I think it's, it's learning the balance again. I think we got into, I saw a big shift into belly breathing. Which was, which was awesome. But then I also had clients literally coming into me like I've been working so much on my belly breathing and they're forcing their bellies out and in. I was like, ah, what's yeah. happening? <laughs>
1: it's the same as the feet and the spine. Yeah.
0: And I was yeah. like, the, the whole point of what belly breath was trying to get after was this low, low rib cage movement so that you can start to expand from a little bit lower and get which which you're uh, right underneath the lower rib cage is where your diaphragm rests. So being able to expand fully from that diaphragm and allow it to drop and lift and do things that it's supposed to do, uh, we wanted to get that low ribcage movement. So people started to say, belly breathing. And I used it as well until I started to see the effects that it was having. Um, and what happened there is that people started forcing out the belly to breathe, but the rib cage wasn't doing anything. Right. And um, again, still breathing, still fine, just not effective, not as efficient within the body. The reason why we want to get that diaphragm to really be able to be expansive and move and move in the rib cage, which now means a 360 movement. So it means I'm going to breathe, and my rib cage is going to expand out, it's going to expand to the sides, and it's going to expand to the back. So it's this whole 360 thing. It's still going to lift a little bit, but the the point is that if you put your hand on your chest. This isn't the only thing that you feel moving up and down, you know, like it's going to move a little bit, but it shouldn't be the guiding point of your breath. Um, So if you can put your hand like lower on like that rib cage area, kind of where your rib cage comes together and feel the expansion in your hand going out to the sides, going up and forward and kind of getting that to start to open up a little bit better
1: should we do two hands, not weaning right now per se, but would that be of benefit? I, I, do, to go I like?
0: definitely do. So I, I usually do two hands on the low rib cage so that you can feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do child's pose, and I say, can you feel it going into your back and your back rising? I do laying on your side. Put one hand on your side. Can you feel it going into your side? So it's like there's all these – there's a 360 – dimension of breath that we want to create because when we're able to do that we're able to actually get more oxygen out to your body the way that it's supposed to be even up to the brain so now we're thinking we have better we have you know clearer thoughts and and just running our whole body systematically a lot better and and I would say the more that you can start to learn to breathe in and out through your nose is actually more beneficial as well um even when you're working out sometimes it's actually a lot i mean obviously you don't have to do it all the time but but when we breathe out in and out through your nose you're not expelling as much carbon dioxide and the reason why we want that we want to keep a little bit more in within our bodies is because carbon dioxide is actually going to grab onto what's called hemoglobin hemoglobin is going to release the oxygen so that's what is releasing the oxygen that gets you know, disperse throughout our whole body. That's going to decrease muscle restriction and all this tightness that you feel like you have all the day, all throughout the day. It's going to reduce stress because it's going to take down cortisol levels. It's going to take your body from that sympathetic nervous system into that parasympathetic nervous system and get us to back into rest and relaxation. So it has a whole, it has, it just plays a whole part in the more effective and efficient we can guide into the breath and breathing, the better that we can help increase mobility, increase flexibility, um, decrease pain, decrease stress levels, improve our gut health. It just overall has so many benefits for the body
1: wanted to take a quick break and thank our sponsor Organifi for supporting the show. Organifi is a rad company I utilize their superfood blends on a daily basis. Um, holding in my hands the green juice right now filled with all the green powders your little heart could desire from uh, wheatgrass to spirulina to chlorella to matcha really excellent stuff. Highly recommend checking them out they also do protein blends that are vegan as far as I can see. So the protein they're using in here is pea protein, quinoa protein, and pumpkin seed protein. Everything's organic. Everything's delicious. Highly recommend checking them out. So go Organifi, dot com, and utilize the align code for 20% off. Organifi.com, align code, A-L-I-G-N, 20% off. Get that stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in back to the show. You read a book called The Oxygen Advantage?
0: I haven't. Oh,
1: it's good. It's getting into a lot of the stuff that you're saying right now. Awesome. And so he one of the big things that he gets into in there, a guy called Patrick McCowan, who I'm sure we'll have on here. I haven't reached out to him yet, but coming soon, I would I would imagine. He's 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 like a pretty rad, rad fella. Awesome. And uh, but one of the things he gets into there is is we're over breathing ourselves. Mm. You know, so now like Wim Hof is is becoming or has become really popular and all these different things it's like you gotta breathe the shit out of yourself. <laughs> And I think it's the same thing. There's no good or bad. It's just finding balance with all of it. Sometimes it's good to breathe the shit out of yourself. In general, though, that's slowing down the breath a little bit through the nose. Another thing, fun thing that happens with going through the nose, you end up releasing more nitrous oxide, which ends up being lowering blood pressure Mm -hmm. and just being generally relaxing for your body, more vascularity, circulation. And we end up being sensitive to having a decrease in carbon dioxide because we're always expelling that yes. carbon dioxide. Yes. So slowing that breath down a little bit mm-hmm. is something that he gets into that's I love
0: that. Awesome.
1: Pretty cool. Are there any like exercises or anything that you give clients or patients?
0: Yeah. I mean, the main things that, so I kind of touch on them. I usually start with asking everyone to lie on your back for five minutes before you go to bed at night. So you can prop some pillows underneath your legs if you need to. One hand on your chest, one hand on like that lower rib cage part that we were talking about. Or I go over to the the double hands on the rib cage.
1: Um, We can do that. Maybe that's one of the things we can do.
0: do. We could totally do that. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then I and, and the other thing that I'm really just trying to do is like calm the hell out of these people because <laughs> right. a lot of, it's, a lot of times you say oh okay I want you to meditate for like 5 to 10 minutes and people who like don't do that at all you're gonna freak the hell out of them, but mm-hmm. if you're saying, okay, this is actually like so beneficial for your pain right now, especially as a physical therapist, and for your your restrictions that you have going on with your body. If you don't do this, it's not going to improve. Mm-hmm. I can actually get them to calm down in their bodies at least once a day, and then I start saying, okay, feel how what that feels like at night. Now I want you to carry that into are you, when you're driving. Can you feel? Is your hand going? Is your breath going into your upper chest? And uh, when you're sitting at your desk at work, can you take a moment? Do you feel like things are getting really stressed out? Can you put your hand on your chest and your rib cage and say, okay, can I, can I slow down the breath right now? So starting to implement it into the day is what I try to promote. Um, so I do the one laying on your back. I also do the one laying on your side if I feel like they need a little bit more lateral expansion. So just laying on your side, propping pillows underneath your knees again or between your knees, hand on the lower rib cage, breathing into your hand and you want to feel an expansion out to the side and up since you're laying on your side. And then I do child's pose as well. And you should be able to feel like your belly pressing into your legs and kind of that lower back area starting to rise. So I do probably be about like Two minutes in each position is what I suggest to at least start with to start to like, like you're saying, slow down the breath, breathe in and out through your nose. And hopefully, especially if you do that right before bed and you're starting to get used to breathing in and out through your nose, you'll take that into sleep because it can be hugely beneficial for sleep, especially, um, to prevent anything like sleep apnea and all these other things, snoring. I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: Didgeridoo (laughs) is helpful for that too. No big deal playing a wind instrument, practicing, creating Mm. that compression. We got sloppy, flaccid upper glottis muscles and Mm -hmm. they end up just wiggling around and creating little, (laughs) it's too graphic. All right, so we should do a couple video things in relation to, so so we're talking about all this stuff, about stuff you can do with breath and all that. So we're going to do a couple videos here. Um, Maybe how do people find you just in case it makes more sense to kind of just like cut the podcast in case words end up wandering off, which mine do all the time anyway. So <laughs> that'll probably be okay. Uh, but how do people learn more about you? Have the, the, the mobility method, method yes. and you have like, how do people learn more about you? Yes. Your so, Instagram's phenomenal. All the, all the stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: Instagram is mainly where I'm at right now, which is doc gen fit, but I will be on YouTube as well. Doc gen fit. Um, and my programs you can find through my My website is docgenfit.com. So I have the mobility method, which it really allows you to do a whole self-screening and then find the restrictions, find the areas where you're most restricted in your body. And then it kind of guides you into some exercises you can do to specifically start to address those areas. Mm -hmm. And what I suggest with the program, because it's really just a whole toolbox at your fingertips of like all these things from your neck all the way down to your toes that you can do for your body. And so what I suggest is taking just a few of them and starting to see, can I implement this in the morning? Can I do this when I get home from work? Can I do this right before I go work out? So finding one to two exercises where you can implement them in throughout the day is so ideal. And then you start to build your own program. No one else is telling you to do it for you. I don't do like a day one, day two, day three, because we're all different individuals. We all are going to have our own unique restrictions. So I just don't believe in that. Um, so that's why I created something where people get to experiment with their own bodies and start to tune in, which is super fun. Cool. And then, um, I also have the optimal body. So if you want to be a part of our membership, it's, um, four functional HIIT workouts, four mobility flows and four core stability workouts every month.
1: Right. Yeah, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so we'll see what we do with the podcast whether we just we'll just keep the head things on. We'll keep going. Maybe this is the, the end, in which case, check out the video, which would be on the website and on social media and all that. Um, or maybe not. But let's do a thing. So the can we do the breath thing?
0: Yeah, we can Talking about
1: that. Where do you think would be? Do you think it'd be a good position to be just like on a chair? Do you think on the ground? What's your preference? Um,
0: if- for beginners, I usually do it on the ground, laying on the back, but I could, we could just do can it do sitting it- here too.
1: We got the thing set up. We can, we can, we can do sure. it on the, on the ground. Is that all right? Sure. All right. Oh, should I lay down?
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Lay down.
1: I'm down. Going down. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. So I would bend the knees because then that already takes the pelvis into that more neutral position. Okay. And I would put one hand on your chest, so kind of higher up in your chest area, and then one hand on, like, this low ribcage area. So I'm going to put your hand a little bit higher, okay? So you feel both sides of your ribcage and your upper chest. And now breathing in through your nose, can you take a deep breath in? Awesome. And then nice and slow, allow it to come out.
1: You're going to see into how messed up I am. This is highly vulnerable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what the idea here is what we really want to try to get at is that this hand's going to stay relatively silent. Not completely. Again, we still want the breath to lead up a little bit. But I want this to actually come out into the fingertips and into the palm a little bit more as you expand and breathe in. Yes. And then you breathe out, and it nice and slowly is going to recoil back together and down. Do you kind of feel that?
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's great.
0: So n- here, his belly's going as well, which is great. But this is why it's, it's not just about belly breathing. It is about getting out into the sides here to fill it in your fingertips. And then the other method that you can do is putting hands here so breathing in and filling that expansion out laterally. So I would say you still come a little bit high here. And then breathing out and filling that rib cage kind of come down and compress as well. Breathing in, allowing that to come expand lateral. There you go. And then breathing out and allowing that rib cage to slowly start to drop. Yeah. So for you, I would say you do have a little bit of tilting uh, your rib cage back posteriorly. So you're probably a little bit tighter in this area, <laughs> yeah. And that is why you see so much rib cage down here, is because it is a little bit tilted back. So for him, there's other things that we would do more toward the feet, balancing out with the pelvis and the rib cage together. But for now, if we're just talking about breath, this is a great way to just to start to retrain that lower rib cage and that diaphragm, how to expand up and out, and then how to recoil and come back and down together.
1: That's really good. I feel so good after that, doing that. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Um, we mentioned a, a foot thing. Can we do one more thing? If we can. What was the thing with you were talking about? How, so, people are obsessed with being in uh, supinated positions. Oh, yes. Maybe that's in my mind, but I, I, I know that I, I was and still working on letting go of that. Um, so, working with people that say have like collapsed arches, is uh-huh. there any kind of like exercise? Is there anything you'd recommend uh, for that? Yeah. What should we do with that?
0: Um, I'm going to take off my Take lovely- off the socks comfortable socks it's raining outside okay so this is why i wear these socks (laughs)
1: yeah it has nothing to do with just the general comfort
0: (laughs) that too a cold day in california okay so what one that i actually really like with the feet is is again getting that to balance between Pronation and supination. So, you could do that even just sitting where you start to say, okay, I'm going to grab my knees so that it's not this whole movement here from the hips, but it's actually just coming from the feet. And can I drop into as much pronation as I can without, again, letting the knees come together and then as much supination mm. as possible? So, and you can squeeze if you want to, you can let the toes come up or just go right through that midfoot area. And coming out and in. So really trying to increase what you do for both of them. And then the other one that I really like. Make sure this comes with me. Is standing on one foot. And getting that that full pressure mm. of falling in. And collapsing in that arch. So if right. people are already down, now I want them to collapse into it even more. Blasphemy. I know. <laughs> and then you turn and you rotate and squeeze that bottom of the foot as much as you can. So all my pressure is basically staying over my right foot, my left foot just kind of making sure I don't fall. <laughs> and then I squeeze as much as I can. So this is a really good way, huh. not only to get like a warm-up. Because now you're kind of getting that natural neurological balance between the foot. So now you can go running, you can go lifting, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it's a good exercise. It's just a good exercise to start to learn that full balance. Because we should be able to stand here and have that mobility through the ankles. And a lot of people don't know. It's either stuck or we start to train how to lift. Yeah. And it's easier to start to train those arch exercises that we all love. If you have that mobility within the foot and you're starting to train it into full pronation, full supination.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd want to add or you think that's, that's, uh, that's why up? So.
0: Um, I think when we're talking about just like those two ends of the spectrum, that's yeah. there, those are two great ones. I think the other thing that we can't forget, um, is that we have those intrinsic foot muscles, just like we have hands that kind of spread open your toes should be able to do the same thing. So when right. you're talking about retraining the foot and getting that balance back and strengthening the foot, if the toes aren't playing a role, not just in squeezing and opening, but if they're not trying to open and trying to coordinate movement in your toes, then you're missing a part of the puzzle.
1: Mm. Is barefoot the way to go with getting that to sort out or is there any yeah. exercises that you do? Yeah. With people so I,
0: I usually just start basic of lifting and trying to spread as much as you can. Okay. Um, and if people do, can't spread at all, I usually say, um, to wear the toe, like the manicure toe spread. Do you have something? Got him. Look at that.
1: It looks a little bit, uh, like a sex toy, but yeah, especially
0: <laughs> when you do that, like, why do you <laughs> need to I do that with it, it <laughs>
1: around <laughs> like that? <laughs> that's all I use it for just for yeah, comedic, 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 <laughs> comedic relief All right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but using that will help to just naturally start to stretch and open those areas so then you can start to retrain and really work on um, getting those toes to spread and then after that can you do it standing cool. and then after that can you do one at a time
1: awesome thank you so much you're welcome that was super fun I, uh, I feel like I needed you to lighten me up a little bit. I'm such a big alignment jerk. All right. Recording over. Bam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. There's some ways that you can support this podcast, one of which you can pick up an Align band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band. It comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours. Really great stuff. You can be found at therapy.com and also on Amazon.com. Um, thank you also so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right hand sidebar of the podcast page bookmark that thing anytime you purchase some crap on Amazon purchase that crap through that link we get percentage of it Costs you nothing and I think that's enough thank you guys so much for reviews on iTunes thank you for listening thank you for supporting have a beautiful rest of your day pow